Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, what is going on, guys? I hope you're having an awesome day as usual. You might hear my dogs barking in the background. They're being a little extra yappy right now. We actually had to get Bo, which is he's a little wiener dog. He's extra yappy. Something about wiener dogs and chihuahuas. They're just always barking. We had to get him a little bark collar, though, and it's not on right now, which I... You'd think I would put it on when I'm recording a podcast, but I kind of feel bad for the little guy. I don't want to leave it on him all the time, but it's just one of the the kind of vibrating ones, so I don't feel too bad. But anyways, guys, I got a, a solid episode all about nutritional periodization, which we'll dive into that a little bit more in the episode, but it's not super complicated. It's not this crazy thing. It's not what it sounds like, like nutritional periodization. That sounds kind of crazy. It is a little more simple than that, and I'm going to break it down in this episode. So I hope you enjoy this episode all about nutritional periodization. So this is going to be all about nutritional periodization, which I promise it's not as complicated as it sounds. I know it sounds like this super complex kind of fancy thing, but really when it comes down to it, nutritional periodization is basically just breaking up your nutrition and what you're focusing on into separate phases. So in other words, you're not always focusing on fat loss. You're not always focusing on building muscle. You're not always focusing on maintaining. You're alternating between these things to really give you the best results over a long period of time, not just, you know, the best lose as much weight as possible in the next 90 days or whatever. So a really, really good example of this is my client, Matt, who actually just recently graduated as a client. He basically just got to the point where he gotten really, really good results with coaching and he got to the position where he had learned enough throughout the process that he felt comfortable going off on his own. And that's really like the biggest value with coaching. That's the end goal. Like I always tell this with to clients when we're on our initial um, strategy calls. Like our, our goal here is not to just get results. Like, yes, we want to get results. That's going to be an awesome side benefit. But the biggest goal here is for you to learn everything that you need to. You're learning all of this stuff to apply afterwards. So you can have a life, a lifetime of success after working with me. It's not just to you know, get as, as much progress as possible. Like, yeah, we want that to happen, but we also want to make sure we're learning this stuff so we can essentially coach ourselves in the future. And that's like the biggest value in coaching. You're basically getting all that I've learned through years and years of doing this and coaching hundreds of people crammed into a few months of, you know, working with me. So that's really like the biggest thing that I make clear with clients um, from the beginning. So Matt had gotten to this point, but anyways, he came to me with the goal of losing fat, like a very common thing. He was super busy. He was a full-time student, which that in itself keeps you super busy. And he was in an internship, plus he was focusing on his training and nutrition. So he's a very, very busy guy. And he had seen really good progress with his fat loss before, but he kind of hit this plateau where he just wasn't making much progress anymore. And he had been going to the gym three days a week, doing 45 minutes of lifting and 45 minutes of cardio. So he was doing plenty of exercise and he'd also had like a fairly good handle on his nutrition, but he was just kind of frustrated that the work, all this work that he was putting in wasn't necessarily reflecting on the scale or reflecting in the mirror anymore. He kind of hit this point where he had just had a plateau. And on our initial call, 
we really dove into a situation and really just set up the best strategy for him to be able to build muscle and lose fat over the course of time. And the biggest thing that he was missing was just a periodized plan. He was missing nutritional periodization. Instead of, you know, endlessly focusing on fat loss like he had been, we needed to put him into different phases. So here's kind of an example of how it works. So weeks one through two. So basically the the first few weeks of working with Matt, this was a, a primer phase. So the goal of these first few weeks, it was not to lose fat. We weren't trying to put him straight into a calorie deficit. We were really just setting him up in a good range calorically so his nutrition was in check we were getting his macros in a good spot and seeing where he kind of naturally fell within those ranges again like we didn't want to overwhelm him throwing him into this big calorie deficit and having him track his calories and do these new workouts so it was just a primer phase really to set up these new habits kind of optimize his health make sure that he was in fact in a good position um, to follow through with a plan that we had set up and really just make sure that he, he was in the best position to be focusing on fat loss. So then once we had all that in place, we got a good idea of where his maintenance intake was. Then we jumped into a fat loss phase. Now this was weeks three through 14. So remember he had been focusing on fat loss in the past, but he wasn't really seeing results anymore. And some of that was due to the time that he had been focusing on fat loss and other, he, he just didn't have things completely optimized. So once we did get things more optimized and made sure that his hunger levels were in check, all of his biofeedback was in check, he was in a position that he could push out a little bit more fat loss because he was, he was fairly lean. He just had that last little bit of fat that we wanted to get rid of. So after confirming that he was in a good spot for a fat loss phase, you know, his, his hunger was low, adherence was in check his metabolism was in a good spot we knew where his maintenance intake is we put him in to a calorie deficit aiming to lose anywhere from about half a percent to one percent of his body weight per week and this is a very important thing that a lot of people get wrong they try and jump into a fat loss phase and just lose weight as quickly as possible and that's that's a recipe to really just increase hunger levels, make adherence so much harder. Your metabolism can downregulate quicker. You risk muscle loss more. Your training performance tanks. Sleep can be affected. Hormones can be affected. And so we wanted to make sure that we were having him lose weight at a sustainable rate that was slow enough that we weren't having all those negative side effects, but it was also fast enough that it was motivating. And he was, he was seeing progress from week to week. So that range tends to be about half a percent to 1% um, of your body weight per week. And this is on average. Remember, we're not looking at these fluctuations. Your, your weight might fluctuate several pounds overnight, which is why we had him record his daily weigh-ins and we take the average of the week and look at those averages and compare those and even from one week to the next it's not like we're looking for exactly somewhere between 0.5 and 1 percent of his body weight down each week it's more so over the course of several weeks is it trending at the right pace so that was weeks three through 14 pushing a, a fat loss phase and then weeks 15 through 18. This is a very, very important part that a lot of people overlook as well. And this is really just a reverse diet where this is the diet after the diet. And a lot of people have this kind of diet switch where they either have the, the switch on, they're dieting, or they have the switch off. They're not dieting. So they're either eating very clean, 
um, you know, your typical chicken, rice, broccoli, uh, a lot of times like a lower calorie intake than they probably should and their diet switches completely on. And then afterwards, once they accomplish their goal, like Matt had at this time, we got him to the point where he was really lean then the diet switch just flips off and it's like all right back to you know how i was eating before back to the pizza and ice cream and and the good stuff you know which there's nothing wrong with including that stuff and i actually you know had matt include some of that stuff throughout the process of his fat loss phase so at the end of it he wasn't like so starved by these things and so tempted by these things that he would just go ham on them you know and i think that's a really important thing is to have some balance throughout a fat loss phase so it's not the end of the you know you get to the end of the diet and it's like you're just ready to destroy everything in sight because you you're craving those things so much so uh, my point is there is like we we want to make sure the diet after the diet isn't just like we're just flipping the switch off like all right we're, we're done with the diet we accomplished our goal we want to make sure that we're still maintaining the same nutritional habits that we built up throughout the fat loss phase because again, this isn't just like a temporary intervention to just, you know, transform our body. And then we can just go back to how we were eating before. And if we do that, like that's, that's just what's going to lead us back to where we were before we actually started the diet. So we have to make sure that we're still, you know, applying the things that we've learned and we're maintaining the habits that we built up throughout a fat loss phase. But the biggest difference is we're just eating slightly more food. So really, like a lot of people think a reverse diet is this magical process where you can just slowly increase calories over time. And before you know it, you're maintaining on 4000 calories and you can eat whatever you want. And you're not going to put on body fat. And that's not how it works. Like the, the entire goal of a reverse diet is to Number one, get out of a calorie deficit. We don't want to just start with like slow, tiny little like 25, 50 calorie bumps each week, which that's what a lot of people do. Like our goal is to get out of a calorie deficit, not extend it longer. Because if you're in a, a 500 calorie deficit and you're just bumping up calories by 50 calories each week, you're going to be in a calorie deficit for another 10 weeks. So it makes sense to make a bigger jump right out of the the get-go it's similar to like if you're in a house fire which is the calorie deficit like you're not gonna just go and step you know half a step out of the door you're gonna get away from that house so in the reverse diet phase we want to make sure first and foremost we're getting out of a calorie deficit so that initial bump was about 500 calories now we did see a little weight spike here which is completely normal because as you increase food you're just going to have more food in your digestive system you're going to be holding on to some more water you're going to be storing more glycogen which is basically just um, carbs stored in your muscles to fuel your training performance muscles and liver and so you're going to be you're going to be you can expect your weight to jump up a little bit but then from there your weight should remain relatively similar like again there's going to be some fluctuations we just don't want you in a calorie surplus right out right out of the gate we want to make sure that you're still close to your maintenance intake and as we slowly increase calories you start expending more energy so chances are your neat is going to increase which is basically neat stands for non activity or non-exercise activity thermogenesis which is basically just like your movement that you're doing throughout the day your typical daily movement so this would be like your steps like your steps are most likely going to increase if you're no longer in a calorie deficit your body's not getting the signals anymore that it's starving and it's going to be a little bit more relaxed with your movement throughout the day so you're going to start 
moving a little bit more, your energy um, expenditure is going to increase. So that means like we, we can continue increasing your calorie intake slightly over time. So after we put him through this reverse diet that lasted about three weeks, once we got to the point where like he was maintaining on a, a pretty good calorie intake, and this reverse diet can last a lot longer in some situations if the metabolism has downregulated quite a bit, we need to reverse and, you know, add, say, 600 800 calories on top of where they were actually eating in the beginning or in, at, the, at the end of the diet because your maintenance intake will shift from the beginning of the diet to the end of the diet. It's going to be quite a bit lower. So our, our goal is to get back to where you were before we started the diet. And some people, it just takes longer depending on how much their metabolism downregulated. Some people have more of a rigid metabolism where it doesn't, your, your metabolism really doesn't shift that much when you're in a fat loss phase. So then from there, after the three weeks of reverse dieting, this is weeks 15 through 18, that's when we threw him into a building phase. And this is where we just put him into a very, very slight calorie surplus. So we've been at his maintenance intake. And so we essentially just continue the reverse diet process. But now we're getting into the surplus range where his, his body weight starts trending up slowly over time. And here, it's important to understand we're not putting him in like this huge surplus where he's gaining pounds every week, putting him into a very slight surplus where his body weight's going up on average about one to 2% per month. So that's 0.25 to 0.5% of their body weight per week. So it's, it's a very slow rate of gain. And that's enough to um, maximize muscle growth while minimizing fat gain. Because if you just go into this dirty bulk mode where you're just slamming food, you're just going to put on a lot of excess body fat and you're, it's going to shorten the amount of time that you can actually be in a building phase before you have to jump back into a fat loss phase to keep your body fat in check. And we know that building muscle is a much slower process than losing fat. And so we want to be in building phases for extended periods of time. We don't want it to be like a one or two month thing. We want it to be like ideally minimum four months to really get much out of a building phase. And that's where Matt is currently. Now he has transitioned to essentially coaching himself. He understands you know, where his calorie intake should be for this building phase. And he understands how to kind of make those adjustments. And he understands like his the, the training side of things, what his workout should look like. So now he's in a position where he's made, he, he's not only lost a lot of fat, but he's actually started to build quite a bit of muscle throughout the process. So his, his transformation was really, really awesome. And I'm super stoked for Matt. Like it's, it's been super awesome working with him and just seeing, you know, the, the amount of work that he put into this and the consistency. And that's, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, hiring a coach doesn't necessarily make it a walk in the park. Yeah. You have some guidance, you have some accountability, which absolutely helps but it still comes down to like, you have to, you have to be consistent. And Matt was very consistent, which is why he got such good progress. So anyways, guys, that's my quick little run through and summary on nutritional periodization. And again, I know it sounds complex and fancy and you, you do have to go about it in an intelligent way, but it really comes down to breaking things up into chunks making sure that you're not always focusing on fat loss, you're not always focusing on building muscle, you're not always maintaining, unless your goal is just to maintain, because you might be in a position where it's like, yeah, I'm actually very happy with where I'm at, 
I just want to maintain. And then that's absolutely fine to just focus on maintenance. So anyways, I hope that was really helpful. And if it was, guys, as always, please leave a rating and review for the podcast. That helps me out a ton, helps the podcast grow and reach more people like you and help help more people like you. And if you have any questions, you can always email me. I have my email linked in the podcast show notes. And if you want to apply for coaching or even just hop on a call and kind of go over what your nutritional periodization plan could look like, um, that will be linked in the podcast show notes as well. So with that, guys, have an awesome rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.